Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, step right up to the Bread and Circuses podcast, where your hosts talk about anything they damn well please. So strap in while Rome burns and enjoy the clown show. Welcome back once again, Bread and Circuses Podcast. I am Rooster here with Crow. Hello. How are you doing, Crow? Good. It's very short. Hello and good. Very curt. Yes. Very professional. <laughs> well, we've both been very busy. Yeah. You're uh, moving and all that stuff, and I'm going to funerals. And, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I heard about that. Yeah. So I told uh, I told Crow this story, but I have to I have to bring this up. So a friend of mine from college who I've known for a long time, his dad passed away. I showed up at the funeral. Um, and this is a very lefty friend of mine. And uh, he flies in from New York for this funeral. I don't know his dad. I'm sure I have been introduced to him a couple times, but I never recall meeting him. And how do you know this friend from college? Yeah, from college. So, and this friend of mine, uh, and I, I have always been very clear that I, I state my opinions very boldly. I, you know, I don't generally shy away from stuff. Um, but so if someone says to me, hey, I think such and so, I feel perfectly comfortable saying, well, I can disagree for this reason. I like civil debate. Okay. This friend of mine is one of those people who states his very virtuous and always right opinion all the time. And if you disagree with him, even civilly, you're combative. So most people in those situations just go, I'm just going to let it go. You know, and I've done that plenty of times with him. But so I show up to this funeral and as I'm walking up, I'm thinking, shit, I didn't bring a mask. And I didn't want to go back to my car and get one. But I walk up to the front door of this church and it says, mask strongly encouraged. So I'm thinking. Of course not. You're not wearing a mask. I'm good. Yeah, right. That's that's game over right there. They're not saying, oh, you have to wear one. Yeah. You know, and. Did his did his did you read his program? Did the program say you must wear a mask? Hadn't gotten to be, a program okay. at that point. Um, so I walk in, and I'm walking through this very large church, which has probably 150 to 200 people in it. And I'm going, shit! I'm the only one not wearing a mask. And I'm like, you know what, though, I've had it, and I've stated my reasons very often for not wearing a mask. It is not to start shit. It's that one. I think the science is proving they don't help. And two, uh, as someone who has kids who sees this affecting them at school, I'm just sick and tired of it. Yeah, it's not just the fact that it doesn't help. It's that it may actually be causing harm. Yeah. So at that point, I, I didn't decide to not wear a mask to be a dick. And I'll be honest, I'd have felt bad if that was my reasoning. I, I was just like, someone's got to, you know, draw the line and say, no more. Oh, so you weren't trying to be a dick. You were just trying to say, fuck this shit. And fuck you all. <laughs> no, not fuck you all. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I was just like, look, we don't have to wear them. They're not doing anything. Okay? Yeah. So I'm I'm not going to do that. Would it have been easier to just put one on a deal? Yes. I'm not going to deny that. But I... But that, you know what that does? It just shows that you're cowing to the, to the, um, the leftist programming. Exactly. And, and I'm, I'm not going to do it. That was and my you're point. not going to do it. Right. So... And... 
I'll, I'll be honest. If this friend had called me and said, hey, listen, we go back a ways. I know how you feel, or I can guess how you feel. I would prefer if you wear a mask at this. I'd have said, okay, out of respect to him, you know, for being decent about it. Anyway, um, so I see him. So well, you, you wouldn't have gone, why? I can't infect your dad. <laughs> well, I think uh, the average age at this thing was about 100. Nah. Um, anyway, but I've, I'm not COVID positive. I've had my vaccinations. I'm not getting my booster, and we can get back to that later. Um, so we're, Why don't you trust the science, Rooster? Yeah, exactly. Um, so anyway, I walk in. I'm talking to these other friends of mine. Some of them believe like he does. Some of them believe like I do. I'm not all the way. I'm not the farthest right on our spectrum. He's the farthest left. So I see him. He's got his N95 snugly around his face. Turns around and looks at me. And I'm getting ready to say, hey, look, I never know what to say in these situations. You lost your dad. I feel awful. I just, you know, just know that I feel terrible for you. I open my mouth to say something like that. You know what he says to me? He goes, well, you know, because I told you already. He says, uh, I knew you wouldn't wear a mask. (laughs) First thing. First thing. Your fucking dad just died. Okay. I'm here for you. If you want me to go. Just say it, and I will, because I don't want to fucking be here. So um, keep in mind, I'm the last in the row of our friends, about six of us there um, from college, and uh, everybody's hugging him. I go to hug him. He puts his fucking hand on my chest and goes, no, I can't. Hugged him anyway. (laughs) And and, uh, anyway, that's all I hear from him the entire time. So then I sit down in the pew again with our friends, and... Some guy I don't know behind me, some rando dipshit hipster guy just goes, he says out loud to whoever it is he's with, um, he goes, uh, I don't understand why some people just won't wear a mask. And I'm thinking, this motherfucker. I'm going, all right, this is my friend's dad's funeral. I'm not starting shit. But my friend's wife sitting next to me goes, did you hear him? And I'm like, what, yeah. afterwards? Yeah. She goes, do you hear him? I'm like, yeah. She goes, I was ready to turn around and fucking hit him. And I'm like... I was too. So when I was leaving, because they excused us in rows, this guy looks at, like, tries to stare me down as I'm walking past him. So I stopped and stared at him. And what did he do then? Talked to him. Looked away. Yeah. 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 These, uh, don't try and shit I mean. Let me guess, kind of a 50, between 50 and 60, you know, white grayish hair, whatever, skinnier guy. Yeah. Skinny guy for sure. Yeah, that's mean. that's that's the demographic of the fucking male Karen that mm-hmm. uh, accosts you for not wearing a mask because they feel very emboldened now because they think the crowd is on their side. Mm-hmm. And especially in that situation, everybody else is wearing a mask. So it's a visual representation of who's on your side. This guy might have been he was probably younger than me or right around the same age. And look, I'm not some bruiser who's, you know, I can handle myself. I could have kicked this guy's ass from here to next week. And so don't. I'm not going to talk shit to somebody that I think could knock me out, even if I'm thinking I'm in a situation where they won't do it. But the only thing that kept me from fucking throwing when I was in the grocery store and the guy accosted me for not wearing a mask. And this was quite a while ago. If anybody listened to, yeah. you know, when the pandemic was really ramping up, uh, I decided to go to the grocery store without a mask and wasn't having an issue. Even when the um, employees came up to me and said, do you have a mask? And I go, uh, no. And they just walked away. 
So this guy got all indignant and got got in my face. And the only thing that kept me from kicking his ass was fear of consequences, fear of yeah. the law, fear of going to prison. Yeah. And 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 right or wrong, that's what stopped me from kicking his fucking ass. And that's 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 the kind of situation where anybody with a common sense and anybody with fucking testosterone in their system should see a situation like that where a little fucker gets in someone's face over that and gets their ass handed to them. They instigated that. Right. And in a normal society, they'd be like, well, you know, don't fuck around. You won't find out. But nowadays, that's not the that's not the norm. We're not in a normal society anymore. Yeah. And again, I'm not trying to portray this like I'm some tough guy. who just wanted to beat no. the shit out of this guy. I'm saying if if I had to bet on one of us in a fight, it was me and I'd take odds. You know, so I just I don't get it. So I didn't stick around. I, you know, afterwards I left and all that. But um, it, one of our other friends came up to me and was like, man, what he did was kind of out of line. You know, I mean, really just put his hand on my chest and goes, yeah, no, you should have just picked him up and swung him around like a little baby. And I'm just like, I'm done with him. I'm done. That's it. I've mm. had a friendship end over a fucking mask. Yeah. And at, in the moment, maybe. Yeah, it come looking back on it, you probably should have said, "Well, fuck you," and left yeah. when he did that. But looking at that moment, probably you're just like, kind of like, "Oh, okay, what do I do here? I don't want to be a dick, but he's the dick." Well, I will admit there was you could cert, although it's not how I meant it. You could take it as a dick move to not wear the mask. I get it, but I'm I'm done. I'm done giving into this shit. I'm done with the kabuki theater. Look, we were fucking promised that it was two weeks to flatten the fucking curve. And then it was one after another after another. Then it was a mask. Then it wasn't a mask. Then it was two masks. Then it was three masks. Then it was the right mask, not not the gator masks. And then it was back to whatever cloth fucking mask. And then it's uh, then it's the vax. And then it's the boosters. Then it's the pill. Fuck you. Yeah. I'm done with this shit. So let's get into the booster thing. I was listening to Clay and Buck the other day, and they said... Uh, they said, we told you, Buck Sexton goes, we told you three months ago that the definition of fully vaccinated was going to be, and you've had your booster. And Fauci came out yesterday, and that's what he said. Fully vaccinated is not going to just be, and you had your booster. It's going to be a series of boosters every two months, right. depending on which vaccine you got. Well, what Fauci said was, well, we're seeing this is Monday that he said this. It's yesterday that he said the booster thing. He said, what we're seeing is, you know, the the um, effectiveness of this vaccine wanes after three, but up to six months. So, you know, you're going to need a booster to protect yourself and the people around you. And someone said, why are we even listening to what he says anymore? He has no authority to put policy in place. He's been wrong on everything he said, you know, everything. He's been wrong every single time. Why do we even listen to him anymore? And, and why are we trying to protect other people that are perfectly able to protect themselves? Most people are perfectly able to get a vaccine or put a fucking mask on or wash their fucking hands and and be be clear, take vitamin C and take a, and be healthy, not be a fat ass. Right. And, and 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 that's that they're perfectly able to do that without me having to uh, go through some fucking ritual that has nothing to do with their health or safety. Uh, it'd be like saying, you know what? Bubble Boy's tired of having to go out in his bubble. So you guys need to put on your own bubbles and then he can come out without his bubble. No, it'd be like them saying, well, bubbles are made of plastic and those are bad for the hmm. environment. So you need to wear your mask. Yeah, th this is it's ludicrous. And it's it, all it is, is a, a power play. 
and uh and the people that aren't participating in the power play are participating in being sheep and being virtue signalers and being part of their team and part of their team is leftists. it's the same with this fucking um excusing the violence of the protests quote-unquote uh, riots over the past fucking two years but then as soon as the right goes and has a a, a little bit of uppity uppityness on uh, on at the capitol then they're insurrectionists and it's the worst day in the fucking american history and that they need to be fucking executed Fuck you. You were listening to Clay and Buck today too, weren't you? I was not. I was <laughs> reading said, I was reading Larry Korea. <laughs> they said exactly that same oh yeah. Larry said that too. But they said the same thing. Okay. You know, it's like go along to get along. Um and I think that I'm taking sides. Here's the thing. They go, well, everybody's forced into sides on this. And, you know, you're just playing into it. If you're if you're if you're taking a side, you're just playing into what they want. Yeah, fine. Fuck it. I'm not going to sit on my hands. I'm not going to play the fucking Q retard game and go, somebody's going to take care of this for me. I'll just sit back and wait because the good guys will win. Hey, trust the plan. Yeah, trust the fucking plan. Sit on your hands and the good guys will win. It is funny to me, all the people who say, um, well, these QAnon people and all that who who were, uh, who were the insurrectionists at the Capitol. First of all, they're not insurrectionists. They didn't try and take over nope. anything. And when the cops asked him to leave, most of them did. And a lot of cops that got in in some situations with some assholes, a lot of the a lot of the people that were there, their Trump supporters, helped them. Yeah. There's there's video of that that been, that's been taken down consistently. Yeah. If you try to find uh, uh, January sixth insurrectionists or January sixth um, um, rioters or January sixth um, Trump supporters help police, you used to be able to find videos of that. Not anymore. Yeah, and no cops were killed by rioters. Nope. And no people died by rioters' hands. He had some people who died. There was a guy who died of a heart attack. and Just a veteran woman who was murdered by a Capitol Police officer. Yeah, who's an incompetent piece of shit. Not um, her, him. A yeah. police officer. So, uh, anyway, I'm, gl- I'm glad you clarified that. Uh, that would get me in trouble. Um, but I, we've reached a point where I, I heard Dan Crenshaw interviewed by the guy you hate. Uh, by uh, Trevor Noah for The Daily Show. And Trevor Noah was very gracious when he sat down with him and said, hey, you know, explain to me, you know, Republican principles and all that. And Dan Crenshaw was saying, he said, in the past, when uh, – and Kristen Soltis-Peterson did the same thing when he had her on uh, the, the pollster. They said, in the past, Democrats have taken their opportunity with power to get everything done they could. And Republicans have always just sort of held on to the football and said, no, you can't have this right now. And both of them said, Kristen Soltis-Peterson said, uh, you know, it's probably going to change. But Dan Crenshaw said it needs to. We need to start saying, no, we're going to use this to make sure you can't use it against us. And that goes against what we really believe. We shouldn't have to be that way. Ron DeSantis shouldn't have to make a law in or as an executive order in Florida that says you can't have a vaccine mandate. We shouldn't have to do that because people should look at it and say vaccine mandates are stupid. They're unconstitutional. It's even if I even if I disagree or I agree with them, we shouldn't be able to do that. But if you don't have principles, that's where you get right. stuck. And, and you, you, the Republicans have been they, they got kind of um, bamboozled by the um 
the um, libertarian kind of um, ideals. Mm-hmm. And for a while there, even I was thinking, oh, you know, I'm, I'm more libertarian than I am conservative. Well, this because I was kind of like not realizing that the extent of what libertarianism is, is not what I am. Well, and and that Republicans got kind of suckered into that for a while. And now they're they're also suckered into kind of going, well, we're for limited government and we're for originalism and all that kind of stuff. So we really can't because it would be against our principles to use government to make things happen. But that's wrong, too. Right. Uh, I've said this before. I'll say it again. There are two kinds of people. Only two. I'm sorry. I've never seen anyone else who identifies as a libertarian. Want people who want to smoke pot. And two, people who don't want to admit they vote for Republicans. 99% of people who say, I'm libertarian, vote for Republicans. They don't want to say it out loud. Well, there's that whole open open borders contingent of libertarians that are just, they drive me crazy. So it's it's basically uh, almost anarchism. I've never met a single one of those people. I've never seen them. I haven't met them, but I haven't seen seen one of them. I've seen them speak. I've never even seen that. Yeah, I, I've never met anyone who might remotely be on the right say we should have open borders. You know, no, I mean, no. Yeah, but libertarians, they, the ones that aren't, that didn't consider themselves on the right, that were holding the hands of, of, of conservatives saying, yeah, you're, you're more with us. And you just need to go more and more with libertarian ideal. And the Republicans are like, you know what? You're kind of right. And then you get to the open borders part and you're like, wait a minute. Put those brakes on. This is not what I was thinking it was going to be all about it's basically kind of a crossover a venn diagram if you will of the limited government you know the limited government conservatism originalism or original constitutional originalists um the concern the libertarian open borders types there is a little crossover in that venn diagram and that's what kind of got um manipulated for a while there until the conservatives started waking up and going, no, we're just fucking conservatives. See, but I still think uh, saying you are a libertarian and considering yourself a political movement is like saying you're a capitalist and you're a political movement. Libertarianism, like capitalism, is is an economic philosophy. It's not a political one. So it has been co-opted by people who tend to lean right, who don't want to admit that they don't like how the right looks everything's politics that's why there's the big l libertarian party yeah see i it doesn't make sense to me it's an economic philosophy that's like saying i'm the capitalist yeah but conservatives uh it doesn't it doesn't generally coincide with a political party either being saying i'm a hardcore right-wing conservative that's not a political party that's an ideology that's a stance so you kind of have to just fold that into the politics if there's a political stance that that like there's laws that you want to treat politically you can do that um but if you have a slant to it a liberal or a, or a conservative slant to something you know that has to be part of your decision making process when it comes to politics it's part of it i just don't think it's a political party so i don't it's think not. on its own it's just yeah on its own it wouldn't be but so. it's, it's it's you can't you can't untie it from that though yeah. From politics. You can't untie anything from politics at this point, Not really. anymore. So. So um, I want to bring up something else along these lines. It doesn't – I'll tie this back into it. But um, – uh, and then I'd like to talk about the Rittenhouse trial. Yeah, of course. Bunch. Yeah. But – so did you hear the trouble Chris Pratt got in on Twitter? Yeah. So what he did was he goes on Twitter. <laughs> it's this picture of him and his uh, wife, Catherine Schwarzenegger. Uh, of the Kennedy Schwarzeneggers. Uh, he goes, guys, 
for real. Look how she's looking at me. I mean, find somebody who looks at you like that, you know? She's looking at him very lovingly in this picture. He goes, we met in church. So she's, uh, she's given me an amazing life, a gorgeous, healthy daughter. She chews so loudly that sometimes I put my earbuds in to drown it out, but that's love. Uh, she helps me with everything. In return, periodically, I open a jar of pickles. <laughs> that's her trade. Her heart is pure and belongs to me. My greatest treasure right now next to my Ken Griffey Jr. Upper Deck Rookie card, which you know, uh, which if you know, you know is saying a lot. It's her birthday in about six weeks, so if I don't get her anything, I'll tell her to look back on this post. Love you, honey. <laughs> That's pretty good. You're laughing. See, you can't laugh. I gotta be outraged. Yes, because this, he was not kidding when he posted this. Does Chris Pratt have a history of making jokey jokes on the internet? All the time. No, he does oh, not. he doesn't. He does not. He's dead mm, serious when he says... Her heart belongs to him. He owns her. That's what oh, he's telling okay. you. Well, yeah, because he goes to a church that uh, that tells you that. That's, so, that's that's what they say, at least. A bunch of fucking meatheads went off on this thing. People you've never heard of just going off about how... Well, they also said that he was married to Anna Ferris first, the actress. Yes. And I think they had a child, and they the did. child had developmental issues. No, um, I, I don't think they're developmental. He was born premature, so I think he's had some health struggles. Okay, health health issues. But, so people are reading into this now saying, see, he's, that's a dig to Anna, his ex, because he's yeah. saying, I'm glad she gave me a healthy child. And how's, he, how's his son going to feel when he reads this? What a fucking... And I'm, I'm tired of this offended on behalf of other people. Yeah, these people are shitty. Oh, and then they say, you know, he thinks he owns her. And look at all she he says she does for him, and he just opens a jar of pickles. This fucking prick. And so, do you know who Busy Phillips is? No. No, neither does anybody else. She was uh, one of the B actresses on that Cougar Town show or whatever. You'd recognize her if you saw her. Yeah, exactly. So she starts going off about, uh, apparently she's friends with Anna Ferris, And uh, she starts going off on, and she hasn't worked in like 10 years, I think, but Starts going off on Chris Pratt about how, you know, when I used to hang out with him, he used to be cool and funny, drank a little bit much, but now he's just a jerk. I'm thinking, he doesn't care what you think about him. Yeah. The fact that he's putting this stuff out there is just a big F you. Well, I think part of his response, not to that, or was it that one or a different one where he responded basically saying that uh, he did something and then he listened to Christian music. Yeah, to- so he, he said something, I don't have it here, yeah. but he said something along the lines of feeling kind of down and depressed after all this. So I put my earbuds in and ran in the woods and, and listened to Christian music and, and he's just sticking his finger right back yeah. in their eye, you know, mm-hmm. on this whole thing. And. Yeah, it's, it's like, nothing like that to put you back into swords or whatever like that. It was like saying, hey, you know, maybe try Christ is what he's telling yeah. these people. So I was I was trying to find uh, this whole thing. And in doing this on YouTube, I found this video of, again, person I don't know, talking about, do you remember about a year ago they did that, who's the internet's least favorite Chris? You can only keep one Chris. And yeah. it's like Chris Hemsworth and Chris Pratt and yeah. Chris Evans and blah, blah. And everyone goes, yeah, we're getting rid of Chris Pratt. So the video was literally all the people who warned us about Chris Pratt ahead of time. And first it was Anna Ferris who basically said, yeah, she implied the divorce wasn't great and she she didn't really want to get divorced, but he did, blah, blah, blah. And uh, they think she he was cheating with Jennifer Lawrence when they were still married. But when she was kissing Chris Evans in a movie, he was all whipped up. With, uh, yes, exactly. So and then they said uh, Elliot Page. <laughs> had a problem. Page had a warned Elliot us about Chris Page Pratt. Had a problem. Yeah. Well, then it must be super serial. Yeah, Elliot <laughs> just, Page. Just on. That and on is about uh, what's her name? Uh, what was her real her original name? How dare you dead name her? Dead. Well, dead her gender. Real her. name. 
Yeah. Uh, uh, Ellen Page. Yeah. Ellen Page, the actress. Miserable, miserable. Oh, she's a miserable woman. She's a, well. Who is now thinks she's a boy. Yeah. And is just as miserable. <laughs> I know. Even more so, probably, I because know. it didn't fix how fucked up you are. I know. Just, uh, it's Elliot now. Mm-hmm. It's not Ellen, you know. And, and Elliot's got a little boy cut. So adorable. Yeah. But he wears, he wears boy shorts. Yeah. I mean, boxer briefs. <laughs> Did you see his uh, topless picture? Sure. Sure's? Shirtless? Shims? Yeah. Shirtless picture? Shim shirtless picture? Post, uh, post-surgery? I did not. It, yeah. I can't wait till I see Shim's shirtless picture with, <laughs> with, with sure pregnancy. Yeah. <laughs> so we can say, yes, men can be pregnant too. See? Uh, Elliot Page is pregnant. I know. Anyway, so Chris Brad is just like, I don't care. He's just dunking on everybody. Oh. But there was a person in this video who was basically going, who was doing the whole video and says, you know, he just, you know, he he refuses to say that uh, he supports LGBT people and he hates them. His church hates them. He's anti-gay marriage and blah, blah, blah. It's like you can. Well, first of all, he's never said he hates gay people. He's never said he hates. And he doesn't. LGBT. You can't be in Hollywood and hate gay people and right. work, work in Hollywood. He just says he that lifestyle is not for him. Yeah. He said all along, hey, love you. You do you. You know, whatever. We don't have to agree on stuff. But in his heart, he says, you're going to hell. Well, and then they went on to talk about how, you know, uh, when the internet came for him, his Marvel buddies were all like, hey, he's a good dude. Even Mark Ruffalo. Man, you can Mark Ruffalo to say, yeah, you're okay. Leftist of the lefties. But Brie Larson didn't. And you know what? When people went after Brie Larson for saying uh, Marvel needed to be more inclusive, um, Chris... Pratt didn't support her. In fact, the other guys didn't support her either, which just showed the sexism. Yeah. Or, but in her defense, she's a humorless cunt. <laughs> I was going to say, or everybody hates her. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> in her defense, <laughs> I mean, everyone, I mean, everyone hates her. You yeah, know, to be fair, I mean, it could be that they're sexist, and it could be that she's yeah. a bitch. You know, I mean, I don't know. I mean, maybe they are sexist, and maybe she's a terrible person. Yeah, but, but the whole point of that video was. And this goes back to what we're talking about with the boosters and the masks and my friend at his dad's funeral. If you don't agree with us, you're a bad person. Like, I understand that you disagree, but when you actually do what you say you believe, you know, if you say, well, I'm not, they're fine if you don't like masks, as long as you fucking put one on. Yeah, but and, and, it's got- and when you say, I'm done. No, I'm not doing it. Then you're a terrible person. But you know what? How it's gotten at this point because they they fra- the left has been framing things in, um, in not just degrees of of degrees of whether or not um, you agree or if you think it's wrong or right. It's life or death. That's how they frame everything now. So they feel justified to be to basically want you to die because they framed everything in a life or death scenario. So all this COVID stuff, it's, you, do you want people to die? You're trying to murder me. You're trying to murder my family. It's life or death. Or in politics, oh, you, you don't believe in in the um, in the uh, the political stance I'm taking. You're literally trying to murder black people. I know. You know, or, or gay people, or or queer, or gender fluid, or or you're trying to to murder elderly. You're trying to murder. Well, they won't say children. Because we got them on that one with the with the yeah. abortion stuff, but you know that's but they're framing it in life or death because they want it. To, they don't want you just to go. Yeah, I disagree with you. They want you to go fuck you. <laughs> and you know where it started? Where I honestly believe it all started was when people said, 
words are violence. Mm-hmm. And nobody went, fuck you. Yeah. Nobody went, no, it's not. I should have backed away from the mic on that. Fuck you. Yeah, you should have. have. I'm going to uh, I'm gonna have to warn you next time. <laughs> That's a little loud. <laughs> uh, it didn't bother me. Okay. I'm used to you yelling. Oh, I'm going to have to adjust the uh, the audio for that for our listeners because that's going <laughs> to piss somebody off. <laughs> Somebody's ripping their earbuds yeah. out. Um, but I, I, I can't take this anymore. I was watching the news uh, a couple nights ago, CARE 11 here, and I'm, it made me realize I basically don't watch the news anymore. Yeah, me either. And I watched it because I was waiting for another thing to come on. And I was like, this is why I don't watch it. So they were talking about how the rural hospitals in Minnesota are – their ICU beds are overwhelmed. <laughs> they just can't handle it. So they're talking – this is about a three-minute story, and I'm listening to this. And there's this hospital administrator or head nurse or whatever just going on about, yeah, this is so much worse than before and blah, blah, blah. And – and I'm sitting there, I'm starting out sort of, I'm doing that thing where I'm kind of talking to the television and then I'm yelling at the television and no, I didn't think by asking it questions it was going to answer, but I was just frustrated. And so they said, you know, these ICU beds are full and I just, I'm going, what are they full of and how many do you have? If you're a rural hospital with 10 ICU beds and they're full, are they full of COVID patients? Or are they people who had a car accident? Secondly, are you using them all? Do you have enough staff right now to have 10, co- or 10 ICU beds? So these are questions that I think an honest journalist wants to find out. So either you know the answer and you don't want to put it in your story because it doesn't fit your narrative. Uh, it didn't occur to you to ask because you're so deep in your ideology. Or third, you're a moron. Well, and you're lazy. A lot of it is just pure lazy. They just take what the AP tells See, them. But I put that in. I put that in the second category. Okay. It just fits in your worldview. You don't want to ask anything outside that. They're so, so used to being told what to think, told what to what to produce by whoever by the AP that whatever political agenda they're they're shoveling out, they go, "Oh, this is the news. This is what I'm reporting. I don't have to look into it because this is what this is what the news is telling me. That is the news. Yeah. Even though I am supposed to be the news. So then in the story. And I feel bad for my wife having to listen to me scream at the television by the end of it. Um, I said they they said, uh, well, true. Not all of these beds are filled with COVID patients. And I'm I'm like afterwards right away go. So how many of them are? So they even acknowledge that they had an answer, but didn't ask the follow up question. Yep. So still one in three categories. But then at the very end of the story and they go, uh, they do admit they're having some issues with uh, staffing. So not all of their beds are being used because they can't staff. Okay. And then it was like, byline, next story, move on. Like, you dishonest motherfucker. I was checking out at the gas station getting a coffee and uh, I looked, glanced at the paper. I don't know if it was the Star Tribune or the, I can't remember which city I was in. It might have been the St. Paul Pirate Press, whatever it was. Um, the headline was, you know, Minnesota highest in nation for a COVID, um, uh, COVID surge. And I'm like, what does that even fucking mean? We're up 84% as of this morning. Yeah. What, what, so, so we're highest in the nation for COVID surge. And so, yeah, I, I just, it, it, what's, it's pissing me off that we've got people talking about stuff that doesn't make any sense to talk about anymore. What makes sense to talk about is we have therapeutics. We have things that work. We have 
there is it Johnson Johnson's coming out with a pill now that's supposed to treat uh, it after the no, fact. Pfizer is and Merck is, and they're both sort of fighting. Okay, who so gets it first. so after the fact. So basically, this would kind of make the vaccine moot if it's a if it's a pill that would would pretty much ninety percent keep you from getting having to go to the hospital or or having a bad respiratory reaction. Yeah, from what I understand is you you're sick, you go to the hospital, um, you know they point out that you're vaccinated, but you got it anyway. And uh, now they say, hey, you're COVID positive. They can give you that pill. And it's 90% likely to stop you from having to be hospitalized. Yeah, having to for, – for. but the thing is they're, they're focusing on all – they have been focusing on all the wrong things from day one. And then they don't want to admit it that they're focusing on the wrong shit. Well, and the re- – because they want to hang on to this. They well, want to hang on to it to be able to control people. Like, we said a year ago. How many people do you know that got COVID and died? I personally don't know anybody. I don't know anybody either. I know, I mean, I know people who, and I honestly, I'm not trying to be naive here or cute. I want to know the difference between dying from COVID and dying with COVID. Yeah. Okay. And people always use that example of the guy in the motorcycle accident who died. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about someone who goes in the hospital, tests positive, didn't die from COVID, but had a stroke or something like that. Yeah. But anyway... So here we are a year later, and I know a good 25 people who've had COVID. And at this point, do you know what the response always is? Unless it's someone who had to be hospitalized, of which I know one person, um, and all these others, it's generally got to be home for a week and a half because got COVID. Uh, someone in my house got COVID, so now I now I got to be gone for from work for 10 days because. I was a close contact, but I'm I'm not positive. It's just, well, it's so bullshit. And I've heard I have heard through secondhand, and you know, also not people I know personally that had uh, gotten COVID. I don't know, actually, don't know anybody personally in my personal life that I've talked to face to face that said they had COVID. Not not one person, but I do know through people I know that said yes, I know a person who got COVID. A younger person, it was pretty bad. They said they wish they would have got vaccinated because they were really sick. And I go, yeah, that's one person. Yeah. And I get it because I'm not saying that doesn't happen. It will happen. And it happens with anything. If you get the flu, there's a chance of you getting it really bad. You can get you can get the flu or you can get a, a sickness. You can go into the hospital and come out with something worse by being in the hospital. You get uh, I know somebody that went in the hospital for something and ended up getting MRSA, yeah. which is the fucking – was that the flesh-eating bacteria? No. that's uh, MRSA was another uh, Middle Eastern respiratory thing. Then that wasn't MRSA. It was the, it was the one flesh, that – Yeah. It's, it was the really bad gas – Gas gangrene. And, and it was from, from the hospital. Yeah. So don't tell me that uh, I'm, I'm downplaying COVID. I know what COVID is. Everybody fucking knows what it is. It knows it can be deadly for people, especially yes. immunocompromised or older people. Yes, not fucking kids. So this five and up bullshit, fuck you. If I had kids, which I don't, I'm admitting right here, right now. <laughs> if I had kids, they definitely would not be getting COVID shots. My youngest asked me the other day, I just, it was, it was sort of heartbreaking and then reaffirming at the same time. He goes, Dad, if they tell me I have to get a shot, and I just looked at him, it's, he goes, if they tell me at school I have to get a shot, I go, you can move schools. And he was like, oh, my goodness. Good. Like, he's he he plays baseball and football, and he's pretty good at him. And in his mind, he's worried that if he gets the shot, it may not – he might get something and not allow him to play baseball or football. I'm like, dude, in that sense, you're fine. You're, you're going to be fine. But here's the thing. Six kids – in his age group, 
the United States have died. From COVID. From COVID, yeah. All of them with substantial issues. When you start vaccinating kids, if you vaccinate every kid 10 and under, you're going to kill, mathematically, three to 4,000 kids with that shot. Because there are there are negative effects and yep. they're, they're proven right. and they're not even though you're not allowed when you look it up on Facebook or fucking Twitter or YouTube, you're not allowed to see it. It's there if you look hard enough. And, and there's been a spate of young men, athletes um, having heart conditions, if- having heart attacks. Uh, sports playing sports that have they said it's just it's jumped it's spiked but we don't know why maybe it's because of their increased usage of pot if you vaccinate 20 million kids i'm talking 12 and under you're gonna kill four or five thousand guess what the percentage of kids that are negatively affected by the um by the vaccine shot as opposed to ones that are negatively affected by covid i bet you it's going to be invert it's going to be higher for the shot than it is for for covid again in my son's age group my youngest son's age three. No kids without comorbidities yeah. have died from COVID. None. And you guarantee that kids will have uh, a serious ramifications from the shot, some percentage of kids. Yeah. So, yeah, you, that, again, we're not talking about the right thing. And then you're just you're not allowed to speak of it on on the social media um, and which is which is really infuriating at this point. I mean, if you're not mad about that at this point, then I mean. If, if you're talking to somebody and they're like, oh, there's not that censorship is bullshit. It's not really happening. Then, you know, they're fucking idiots or their heads in the sand or they're or they're disingenuous. But what have we said all along? If you shut people up, OK, if you take away their means to vent or get their point out, what happens? People start getting more insistent. They start getting more belligerent. And you get people who like, oh, I don't know, say up at show up at uh school board meetings and start stating their opinion. And if you're censoring things that I know are true, um, I'm going to go, then what else are you censoring that I'm not sure are true? Right. Then you're going to be, then there's no, there's nothing you can trust anymore. And you're going to get, you're going to get to the point where you're like, well, fuck it all. We're going to burn it all down. That's where people start feeling hopeless at that point. And when the system doesn't work, when the law, and we'll, we'll talk about the Rittenhouse trial, when you, if the Rittenhouse trial goes down and, and Kyle gets found guilty, that's just another, another, um, another knife in the fucking back of, a, of, of the American experiment. Well, let's get to that in a minute. Let's do the 3,000 questions about me first. Again, not doing all of them. About Rooster? No. Narcissist. Uh, honestly, what's on your mind these days? Uh, we can skip that one because yes. that's what, we that's do what we're talking about. What's your favorite thing to eat for breakfast that's not considered breakfast? Uh, probably pizza, right? That's generally speaking, most people like a and not. I mean, depending if it's thin crust, I can eat it cold. But if it's if it's got like a regular crust or a thick crust, you got it. You got to put it in the toaster oven first. Do you like breakfast for dinner? Yeah, of course. Okay, eggs and bacon and and hash browns, love it. Pancakes, eggs Benedict. I don't do pancake. I don't do the sweets for dinner. That's 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 too much. But you know what's funny is like a lot of the shit I like is actually basically sweets. It's like that <laughs> Chinese food, like you know, orange chicken. It's basically yeah. sugar for for supper. <laughs> My favorite joke about pancakes was the Mitch Hedberg one about um, that idea is like pancakes starts out great, but by the end you're fucking sick of them. Yeah. Because <laughs> it's true. Yeah. You go to like original pancake house and eat, you're like these are delicious, and then you're. You You're ever, on your third pancake. Going, you ever overeat oatmeal? No. It hits you real fast. Yeah. And you're like, whoa. You're just no. sick of it. 
Uh, how are you still similar to your younger self? Similar to my younger self. I've always been kind of contrarian and, and, uh, and, and, and kind of, uh, anti-authority. So no, you haven't. Mm, fuck you. I have. <laughs> yeah. I think I've always been kind of that. And I've always kind of buck trends. I haven't been, a, I haven't followed trends. I still don't. Well, you still steal stuff. I'm a trendsetter rooster. You're still a trendsetter. You're still sort of kleptomaniac. I'm, 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 and I'm way more handsome than I used to be. So that's, that's where the similarities end, I guess. Not gonna what about you? Well, how am I still how are you similar? Still, yeah. What, what, in what ways are you similar to your young, younger self? <sighs> Were you always arrogant as fuck? No. <laughs> no, I wasn't. I was not. I beat that out of me in college. Um, I used to have a really bad temper when I was younger, and I don't think I have it as bad anymore. I've kind of mellowed. I got a real Irish temper. I was, t- I was telling my younger son the same thing. I'm like, dude, we have the same problem. I said, we both get really mad really fast, and then it goes away really quick. Yeah. Like, there's this big spike. Spike's too big, and it dissipates too fast, but so. Um, I, don't, I don't know why I'm similar to my younger self. still like video games, but, you know, who doesn't? Uh, what historical figure would you love to see in, the, in 21st century life? Uh, George Washington. Love is the wrong word, but I would like to take some of those. Give me the founding fathers. I'd like to take some of them and be like, you needed to be a little more clear. Mm-hmm. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> I think the problem is they, it would be such a, a, a shock to the system to see what happened to the, to, to what they expected from what they expected to what it has become. They'd probably like, it, it, they'd probably jump off a roof. No, I don't think they jump would. Jump off a bridge. I think they'd be like. I think a lot of them would be pleased that so much of it hung around for so long, that there's still an intense, um, you know, desire for freedom of speech among a lot of people. They, I think they would look at a lot of America and say, hey, a lot of the things we laid out are still here, at least with, you know, a lot. Of, I think they would be astonished to see the Gadsden flags are still around and that they mean something to people, you know. So, but I... I think we need people with integrity like George Washington. Yeah. I really do. So. But he had slaves. You can't have someone who had slaves. And wooden teeth. He had slaves and wooden teeth. You can't do And he didn't really chop down a cherry tree. It's a parable, you stupid shit. So. Uh, one more. What or who brings your wild side to life? That's, that's not a good question. Move okay. on. Can you ask that one later? Uh, what is something that is possible today, which 20 years ago would seem impossible? Um, computer in your pocket. Pretty much. So Elon Musk is saying, he goes, look, artificial intelligence is already here. You carry it around with you all the time. He goes, how much dumber are you without your smartphone? Yeah. There's going to be a point at which it's indistinguishable. Like they're going to have that, you know, that, that touring test or whatever, Mm -hmm. supposedly that, what did that come from Blade Runner? Or is that before? This is Blade Runner, I think. Um, but that's the test to see, like you t- you give artificial artificial intelligence a test to see if it can be indistinguishable indistinguishable from you know the human response. And so far, they say that it hasn't gotten to that point. And I'm like, eh, I don't know. There's AIs that can write m- movie scripts and do a pretty good job of it, from what I understand. I think for most intuitive people, though. Um like people who are used to doing a lot of job interviews and are just talking to people, salespeople, stuff like that. 
I think even when artificial intelligence is really good, those people will be able to go, there's something not right here. Yeah, there, there's that um, uncanny valley effect is what it's called. Like when you see a really well-rendered um, um, CGI of mm-hmm. a human being and then that human being talks and you're like, it almost, I can't quite figure out what doesn't look right about it, but it's creepy. It's not It's not quite there. It's not human, but you can't specifically point out what the problem is. It's called the uncanny valley. And I think that's going to happen in AI, you know, like, interactions with not even physically looking at them, but just interacting like, let's say on the phone or whatever, mm. um, you're going to get that uncanny value where it's like, am I talking to a serial killer or yeah. just an AI program? <laughs> you know? um, I mentioned Elon Musk before we get into the Kyle Rittenhouse thing. I just want to say real quick, I, I am having more and more admiration for Elon Musk every day and I'm getting an uncanny Valley thing about it because I, I feel like I don't want to like him because I, I don't know. I just always thought of him as like super weird. And, uh, but I'm getting, I'm pretty impressed with his sort of trash talking and trolling ability. So the UN came out with their thing, or I say the UN, I think it's a WPF or something, World Poverty Fund or something like that, said, uh, with $6 billion, we can cure world hunger. And Elon Musk goes, bullshit, prove it. I'll sell $6 billion worth of, uh, Tesla stock and give it to you. Well, I saw some article that said, yep, they called his bluff and we have yet to see what he says. There's no proof <laughs> about what the plan is. Yeah, of course. It's just like, hey, well, they said, okay, hold my beer. And they actually didn't call his bluff. They, they came back and said, well, that's what they did. Well, I mean, it won't cure poverty, but it'll certainly help. How dare you challenge our authority? Mm-hmm. We know what we're talking about, dummy. So checkmate and he's like going you you don't know what you're doing yeah and i don't i haven't gotten into the uh the tax end of it because it's very high end but you know they're talking about having this wealth tax and he's basically saying i'm selling a bunch of my tesla stock to avoid paying a wealth tax because there's some that's where it gets very into the weeds with a tax policy that should never be this complicated right but somehow it's unrealized gains. He doesn't have to get taxed on. And he's just like, he just keeps beating them at their game. And it's like, let smart people be smart, you know? And I think people think he can't, the people who can't appear to walk and chew gum at the same time, keep telling really smart people like Elon Musk, you can't walk and chew gum at the same time, you know? Yeah. And they're like going, mic drop and look at all their friends on Twitter. And their friends are going, oh, you're so fierce. He's just, he's way smarter. He knows what he's talking about. You know, cut it out. Did you, this is something I wish I would have prepared for, but before we move on from COVID stuff, um, did you hear about in Austin, Texas, there's some, some blogger or some, somebody who has a social media following went into the hospital, had COVID, went in the hospital to get, um, not just tested, but uh, treated and wanted, uh, uh, what is it? The antibodies, the monoclonal antibodies. antibodies and was denied. And he recorded why he was, re- did you hear this? No, he recorded it. And I don't know if it was just audio. Cause I heard it audio, but it, but it, it might've been video also, but whoever was telling him this, I don't know if it was a nurse or if it was some administrator in the hospital said, he goes, let me get this straight. I'm getting denied the monoclonal, uh, anti- monoclonal, monoclonal antibodies. Anti- antibodies. And she goes, yes. And he goes, um, it's because I don't fit the demographic. 
and she and she goes and she goes well you're you're not above 65 and you're not black or hispanic uh, and he goes wait a minute so if i was un- my age i am now but i was black or hispanic i'd be able to get this she goes yes and he goes what and she goes yeah but at your age basically we know and 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 you're um not she didn't say ethnicity but you, you know with your parameters you're, you you know you can beat this on your own and I'm like, okay, here we go. Here, this this is it right here. Well, did you, you know, uh, Abraham X. Kendi, the guy who yeah, he's a, he's a piece of shit. All this race, critical race, uh, you know, race bitter, yeah, did race you, race hustler. Did you see what he posted a couple weeks ago about uh, white kids applying for colleges yeah, and saying he, they're other races? He brought it down or took it down and said he was misrepresented and their and whatever. But yeah, yeah in his own words. But basically, his tweet proved proved that. That minorities get um, more benefits, get, get or have institutional racism actually helps out minorities and not whites. Yeah, because he was saying these kids, these white kids are saying falsely they're, saying they're minority, saying they're Native they American in. or whatever. And then 65 percent, they, they get a boost in their acceptance rates when they say that they're another race. And he's like, see these asshole whites. And it's like, uh, that's not the story we're seeing. Like, we're not, seeing <laughs> you're not listening yeah, to yourself. Yeah. <laughs> We're seeing that in order in order to get a leg up, you if you say you're a minority, you get a leg up. That means right there that the whites don't have uh, institutional uh, leg up on everybody else. It's the opposite of that. And I've been listening to Matt Walsh lately. He's great. Uh, Daily Wire. He's been going off quite a bit lately about how basically all this CRT, this critical race theory, all this stuff. It's doesn't just, exist. It just comes down to anti-white racism nicole wallace told me it doesn't exist and she is a fake conservative yeah so when the fake conservative tells me that it doesn't exist i have to listen to her yeah so everything about diversity everything about oh he's bringing up a fact that uh, there's a city uh city in america where the whole city council is muslim and the mayor's muslim now and they're very proud the 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 left are very dearborn michigan it's not dearborn but it's 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 i think it's in um Somewhere in that area, and uh, they're saying, "Look, this is a this is a great step in diversity." And he goes, "How is this fucking diversity? <laughs> yeah, how is that diversity?" And first of all, it's not race because you know it's Muslim, it's not race, but you know um, they're equating it to race, which is fine. I don't give a shit at this point. But he go he goes, "How was that diversity?" All it proves is that they're happy to have a um, a a non diverse group of people as long as there's no white men in it. How about we uh, ask that? Uh, Muslim city council, how they feel about gay people. Yeah. I'm sure they're going to be real accepting. So, yeah, uh, I'm, I'm glad to hear more and more people. It was five years ago or so when you, if you'd bring up all this shit is anti-white to go, <laughs> yeah, you'd say that you're a racist and more and more people going, yeah, this, this shit's anti-white. This is basically just anti-white bullshit. Yeah. It is. Um, and then to, to change history, to say we need to diversify history because it's too white-centered. Uh, and you're like, because American history is culturally uh, a European-based and, and white. Yes. And, and there's going to be some adva- uh, some stuff that's going to be minority um, involved, but don't try to blow it out of proportion to what it was. Well, see, I will admit I do that because today I had a sandwich for lunch. It was on white bread, but I tell everybody it was on multigrain. Okay. So I don't want them to know. So I'm just I'm My bread saying. suffers from vitiligo. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> um, all right. Let's uh, talk some Rittenhouse. Yeah, we haven't actually been on since the trial started, have we? No. 
I think we were, but we didn't get around to it. Okay. Um, well, we certainly weren't on since Kyle took the stand. N- no, which I'm I'm surprised they had him do. That's most people. Most lawyers are surprised, and even his one of his lawyers, um, Barnes. Uh, I can't remember his first name. Yeah, he's on the. Uh, he's on it, with Viva YouTube Fry. Channel. Viva YouTube. Fry and at Barnes Law, they have a YouTube channel. They're highly popular. But I don't think he was actually one of his lawyers. I think he was helping out on the case. He was on the case. I don't know if he was hired, uh, but he was there, and he actually stepped down or stepped away because he disagreed with. He said. Um, he said after they put Kyle on, they said, "Now I can say this. I didn't think they should have put him on." And then he also disagreed with the jury with how they selected the jury pool. Yeah. So he's really upset about that, and he said, "I had to step down after they said we're putting Kyle on." And he said. I'm done. I can't be part of this. That being said, I think he did. I, he, he didn't hurt himself. And there might have been a couple places where he did. I think there were some times he was kind of playing dumb when they were asking him the difference between full metal jacket and hollow yeah. He was trying to pretend like he didn't know. Yeah, because – and you could tell it was because he – he was thinking too far ahead about what this guy was trying to trap him with. And he should have just answered. He should have just answered because this guy Binger is such a fucking idiot. He wouldn't have been able to trap him right. if he would have just straight up said, yeah, uh, hollow point is made to expand in, 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 you know, the target and it's a soft target. And that means it's more deadly to a soft target. Uh, full metal jacket is kind of your standard round. It's, it's what you buy to target you. It's, you can hunt with it. Yeah. And, and, um, you know, and it also keeps the lead from following your gun or, or getting more lead in the air. So it's it's a cleaner it's a cleaner bullet. If he would have said that, what would Binger have said to that? He, it would have taken away his whole argument. The third full metal jacket can go through a person. It's deadly. No, it's less deadly. Yeah, because it doesn't mushroom. And the whole point of it is that it's cleaner burn. So it means you don't have to clean your gun as much. It also puts less soot in the air. You know, lead toxic lead in the air when you're shooting. So you shoot full metal jackets because they're very readily available and they're cleaner. Sh- they're cleaner shooting. You don't put them in your gun to cause more human damage. But if it, if I would have had a bunch of hollow points, that would mean I'm trying to kill people. It sounds to you sound to me like uh, a mass shooter. Waiting, yeah, waiting yeah, because I know way too much about bullets. Yeah. Um, Unlike well, Binger, who pointed the fucking AR with his finger on the trigger at the jury. I know. In his closing argument. Everybody heard this story now, I'm sure. But, uh, I mean, what a binger. What do you think would have happened if – so if I would have been in that jury, I know you're not supposed to talk. But if he'd have pointed that with – I'd have been like, hey, hey, hey. You yeah. know? You don't mess around with that. And I probably would have been out of order and kicked out. And and to be fair, I didn't see a video of him swinging it at the jury. I saw him hold it up, and I don't know if he was pointing at the corner of the courtroom, but he did. He did sweep somebody with that because mm-hmm. that courtroom's packed. And so at one point, the barrel of that gun uh, swept at someone, and I don't know if he actually. Yeah, I don't know if he actually pointed at. They're just saying he pointed at the jury. I don't know. And people are saying, "Well, come on, calm down," because it didn't have a magazine in it, right? That doesn't mean they cleared it. And and. People are killed all the time because they think they um, made a gun safe by ejecting the magazine right. and there's a round in the chamber and it fires. Right. There's That's most of the negligent discharges, accidental or, yeah. or unintentional shootings are because people did that. Yeah, exactly. Now they're cleaning their gun, they get the mag out and they pull the trigger and it fires. Yeah. Um, I did think it was funny when Binger was going after him about... You know, you were there to shoot people. He's like, no. And he says, well, isn't that what you did in the video games you played with your friends when you played Call of Duty? That's just a game. It's not real life. But he did. And part of the thing where I think Kyle hurt himself was like, I don't really play video games much. Well, you played Call of Duty with friends, didn't you? He should have just said, yeah, I play it. 
Yeah. But I mean, that was fine. And when he, when, I know, when he said, you said your screen name, your name is four doors, more horse. TikTok name. Yeah. And He's I'm like, like, yeah, it is. I'm like, that's funny. And I'm, I'm glad his response was, wasn't to laugh. It was just like, yeah. It's like, yeah. So he's like, it's on TikTok. Yeah. It's just- Four doors, more whores. It's like, that's actually funny. That's what kids his age would do is, is put silly names on their, their accounts. What I thought um, the defense did, and you know, you mentioned Larry Korea earlier. He said the defense has been pathetic. I don't think it was pathetic. I thought the defense was pretty good. It made mistakes, but they're going to, that's going to happen. I think um, where the defense did very well in their closing arguments was they said, okay, so they're telling you pointing a gun at somebody is, is violent and you shouldn't be there with a gun you're not supposed to have. By the way, it's legal for him to have it. There was one legal expert who said, Kyle sort of schooled Binger on the, he's like, why didn't you just carry a pistol? He's like, because I'm not allowed to have one. Yep. Like, he should have known that. Yep. Um, which I I guarantee you he didn't. Um, anyway, so uh, the guy said, the defense attorney in closing said, so they're telling you that Kyle shouldn't have been there. He pointed his gun at people. He shouldn't have had it. He's not allowed to have that gun, blah, 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 blah. What about Gabe Grosskoitz? Grosswitz or whatever. The guy whose arm got blown off, basically. He said, he doesn't. He's not. He shouldn't have been there. He has a record, criminal record. He had a gun he's not supposed to have, and he pointed it at somebody. Why are there no charges against him? Yeah, he lied about saying he had a permit. He didn't. It was it was expired or revoked. Why Why isn't he being charged? Yeah. You know, there's no talk about him being charged. And they point out that he's suing the city for $10 million. Yeah. It's like he's got 10 million reasons to go along with what they want to say. Another thing where... And, oh, sorry. That's right. They also pointed out that Kyle was charged in in two murders and an attempted homicide 48 hours after after this happens. No investigation yet. No witnesses taken. Nothing. Yeah. Nothing. And they charge him with that. Yep. It's insane. It was just proof that this was a political trial. Yeah. Well, I forgot what my point was, but he, he made a few mistakes, Kyle. I mean, he did really well, um, but he made a few mistakes. And um, some of the stuff he did say was good where he said, um, I was just trying to stop, stop him. It wasn't where he was trying to corner him into saying, I'm trying to kill him. And then when, when he was saying the deadly force thing, and when, the deadly force thing, he could have answered easily by saying, yes, I do understand that using a gun is considered deadly force. And then it has the possibility of of doing great bodily harm or death i understand that but also um many people are shot with guns and not killed so i didn't have the expectation that this would kill them but i but i certainly was hoping it would stop them Mm -hmm. and i know that's like splitting hairs and it sounds like it's but at the moment when he said it i even thought oh he's he 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 has to kind of drive home the fact that yes i get this is deadly because what they were trying to say is that he was negligent because he didn't understand how deadly this was which is stupid so maybe maybe he didn't even have to say that because mm-hmm. i was also trying to cons- uh, i was considering what the prosecution was was getting at what their point was and their point was that he didn't really fully even understand how deadly this was and mm-hmm. he kind of played into that a little bit by playing dumb i just i think i'd have said if a guy told me he was going to tear my heart out and then he ran up to me if he got me alone. Yeah. And then when I was alone, he ran up to me and grabbed my gun. Yeah, I was trying. And then to the whole he fired four times. The first shot 
shattered his pelvis. He was going down. You kept firing. And then the defense, that's, this is kind of where the defense fucked up a little bit is they, they kept doing the, the portions of the video mm-hmm. and segments and slowed down when, and all these, I was watching Ricada law and they had like nine lawyers on watching. They're all getting frustrated. Cause they're like, they're like, just play the video at, at full speed. Just play it. You'll show how fucking fast all this went down. Yeah. And you go, the four shots were one, two, two, three, like that. Any police officer that pulls their weapon and shoots a suspect does not stop at one shot ever, well, ever. You, you stop and you check to see how how hurt they are. Yeah. You ask them. You check for a pulse. You say, "Sir, are you willing to continue?" Yeah. You know that's. Yeah. the The whole thing is they're trained police officers. You never fire just one shot at the. You're 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 shooting until there's no threat. And a lot of times you fire so fast that yeah you'll you'll do you'll do life ending damage on that first shot where within minutes that person will be dead but in the meantime they're still capable of doing deadly damage to you well most people when shot don't even realize something like 60 percent of people even when shot multiple times don't die yeah and some don't even realize it when they're shot because they're adrenaline and all that yeah so this guy had made threats acted like a fucking nut said if i catch you alone i'm gonna kill you was certifiable yeah you know, everybody they, knew he was crazy. Yeah. And he's a fucking child rapist. He's a four time child rapist. He raped little boys. Yeah. Nine, nine sack of shit. Um, anyway, so uh, the only one I thought the defense or the prosecution had any room on was him in the first one, you know, because. You could, I, I can see how a juror could say, well, he ran up behind him and he didn't know what it was, just turned and fired on him. You know, I can see how, I don't have a problem with how it went down, but I think a, a juror could. But all that other stuff, I don't know why they're even talking about it. The guy tries to kick him in the head um, and then he's gone. By the way, they have identified that guy. Finally? Finally. Uh, it turns out he's a felon too. Oh, okay. Yeah, criminal yeah, record. Yeah, of course. Maybe not a felon, but he's got a criminal record. Uh, well, the, but there, there goes your theory yet again. These, the defense's or the prosecution's theory that they were trying to stop an active shooter. That 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 was their whole play. Now is that all these men were heroes trying to stop an active shooter. Yeah, bitch. Anybody that falls for that is fucking retarded or fucking evil. Mm-hmm. So if you if if the jury members, there's two. I guess today I've heard there's two holdouts. On the jury. I don't know which way they're holding out, but there's two holdouts on 12, 12 people on that jury. Two of them are holding it up from having coming out with the, with their verdict. Mm-hmm. And I don't know if it's two holdouts saying that he's innocent or two holdouts saying that he's guilty. I'm hoping, I got to believe it's two holding out saying I would he's hope guilty. So. But if they enter, if these people give a fucking interview afterwards and they go, well, you know, he kind of he provoked it kind of, and he shouldn't have been there with the gun. And, you know, these people couldn't find him as an active shooter. I just say you're too fucking dumb to live. Okay, well, first you're too of all, fucking dumb to live if that's what you believe. First of all, if you're gonna make the he shouldn't have been there argument, then nobody should have been there. Yeah, gross quit, gross quits. If anybody should have been there, it's people whatever. like Kyle who was there to to help the community, who was who was actively participating in cleaning up graffiti. In, in are there helping. pictures? Are there pictures? There that? are multiple witnesses that know he, that said he was doing that. Uh, no, there are pictures. Okay, pictures. I didn't see the pictures. Are there like interviews with him saying that's what he was doing? Are there people that are willing to say that he helped treat them? Yes, with yeah. medical. Um, he was there regardless of uh, – and and another reason. Why did you bring a gun? And and that's another thing the, the prosecution was trying to trip him up on is like, why did you need a gun if all you were there to, was to um, render aid? 
uh, and and you even said that the crowd wasn't initially wasn't um, against you. And, and he goes, he didn't really have a good answer for that. And he goes, because I want to be prepared in case I am targeted because it was a violent situation. There was violence happening. Even if it wasn't directed at me, it very well could have been at any moment, at any point. That's the point of self-defense mm-hmm. to be available. It's like having a fire extinguisher for your home. You don't want to have to use it. But you're sure glad you have it when that when the, when the situation arises that you need to use it. Well, who was that other guy who wound up being a? Um, he was the sort of street reporter there from. Yeah, the Richie somebody. McGinnis. Yeah, he's the one that rendered aid he to. He turned out to be a fucking shithead. McGinnis. Yeah. Uh, he was all pissed off because he just didn't think uh, the one guy should have been shot. Yeah, I, I don't. I didn't hear any of that. I do know that right off the bat, McGinnis was there at the first shooting, like yeah, trying right to, away, trying to stop the bleeding or whatever, and had interviewed Kyle. Yeah, and uh, and I do know that part of the prosecution thing about him being reckless or careless and having and no no uh, regard for human life was that one of those bullets he shot at uh, Rosenbaum or whatever could have shot McGinnis, could have hit McGinnis. It could have. So you were reckless. It's like. Well, McGinnis was he was a prosecution witness. Yeah, but he he didn't he didn't help him. Yeah, but he was sort of shitty about the whole thing. I didn't hear him being shitty, so I I have I'm just He uh, was one of those oh you didn't need a gun kind of people. I didn't there. hear that. Yeah, That's I yeah. I've heard a lot of people talking about this case and people that talk about McGinnis specifically and said he was he was okay. So I I this is the first time hearing of that. Yeah, I just didn't Fake news. Him. No, I'm just kidding. I just yeah, don't know. Yeah, I'm making it up. <laughs> I just don't know. I got a thing against Richie McGinnis. So. But no, I I mean, we'll have more to talk about obviously on the next one when this comes out or when the when the uh trial Well, not to not to mention that the over. people were recording the jury. Uh there's threats against the jury, threats against the judge. Not not in the courtroom though at Outside least. Outside of the I bus yeah. when they got out the bus still. It's the same. It's still the same difference. People and You didn't sequester the jury. Really? Yeah, for a case like that, it just doesn't make any sense not to sequester. I'll tell you what, though. This this whole mob thing, um, it does make me, I mean, honestly, as a person, go, I don't want to serve on any of these juries. Yeah. I, and that's part of it because you're a family, man. you got kids to, to worry about and all that. And, and I, on the other hand, I would relish being on one of these juries. I would fucking, I, and I would be uh, front and center afterwards saying, yeah, come at me. Here's my address. Yeah. I, I absolutely would. And and I'd give interviews. I'd say, this is why. And, oh, anybody coming at me, you know, think about Think twice. Yeah. You know, and. and uh, Fuck around, find out. And, and it's not because I'm a tough guy. It's because you have to, you have to, at this point in America, you, there has to be people out there that are willing to put their, their neck on the line. Well, like I was saying earlier, you know, my thing with the mask, uh, at some point you got to, you got to draw a line in the sand. That's just one that it's like, like you said. Yeah, kids and a wife yeah. and all that stuff. And that would certainly make a difference for me to, to consider that. So me not having to worry about children in, in my home, would it, it makes – so, yeah, I get the same with the with the uh, vaccination stuff. If you have a job, you're providing for your family, you have kids to feed and clothe and put a roof over their head. Yeah, that's going to be hard for you to lose a job for that. Well, but, but me, on the other hand, fuck it. I don't care. We're coming up on time here, and I don't want to get into it too much, but the, um, we should talk at some other point about these athletes, pro athletes, who are saying, I'm not getting the vaccine. Yeah. Because they're saying, look, this is my work, my whole body here. If something happens to me, I'm out millions of dollars. So it may be pretty safe, but I'm not running the risk because I make $20 million yeah. a year, and I don't want to lose it. I think they're perfectly reasonable in saying that. So, 
But no, I don't know. I I think when we talk about this jury thing, I almost think of it like the. Did you ever hear the G. Gordon Liddy quote where he was talking about if someone was going to assassinate him? He's like, just tell me which street corner to be on. He's like, no, I don't never. want because he didn't want his family involved. Oh, okay. So he's like, if you're going to come get me, don't do it at my house. Tell yeah. me, be on this corner. And he's like, oh, but go. these uh, fucking shit stains. That's the whole thing. They they every every the, the, all these political fucking um, um, brown shirts. Or whatever the ones that go out the antifa types they, the, their whole point is to intimidate you into not participating into, into giving in so they they absolutely want to bring your family into it whatever whatever is the most thing to keep you out of it they will they, there's no limit for them well and again we're up on time but i just don't understand why it is that people on the left can't look at these people who always wind up getting arrested for these things or get in fights with people on the right you know that guy in Denver, whatever, who shot those people, and then uh, then he wound up getting off at that statue. Maybe it was Philadelphia. Um, the people that get shot or the people who attack these people all have criminal records. Doesn't that register with someone? Yeah. Kyle well, Rittenhouse didn't have a criminal well, record. And here's the thing. The, the, what frustrates me, too, a little bit about the legal system is that you've got the instructions from the judge telling the jury that, you know, uh, you can't take into account your personal feelings about the about the um, suspect or about the um, accused. Um, if you just have a good feeling about him, you can't base anything on that. You have to base it on the facts as they're presented. And I'm like, bullshit, bullshit. You have to use some of your instinct on this. And the prosecution has the ability to say, hey, you know, they have the ability to say, I don't think this is worth prosecuting. Based yeah. on based on a gut feeling, they even could say, "I just don't think we're going to get there." That's not just based on facts. That's ba- based on experience and 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 their gut feeling. Uh, as a jury, you're going to have that too. That's just b- baked in the cake as a human being. So to give us that instruction that this is supposed to be just based on facts, and you're not supposed to have anything because you feel sorry for this person or that, and you're I'm like, absolutely everything comes into play, every bit of this. So if if I think, yeah, technically. Technically, maybe he's guilty, but he really doesn't deserve. That's discretion. Officers have discretion. Right. DAs have discretion. As a jury, you should have that discretion, too. I don't think anybody, at least my experience in studying a legal system, is not is not that they're saying you shouldn't. I think they're just reaffirming the idea that that, that should not be the main part. I think people who understand really... Those instructions are saying, look, don't do this just on feelings. They're, they're specific. They're, I've listened to them. They're, no, the I know. Directions what, are specific. I know do exactly not, what you mean. Do not take this into account. Only the letter of the law. But I think they're, they understand that you're human and that's going to fall in there. So just don't overemphasize it. I, I would I love that if that was it. I would say, okay, you're going to have feelings about this, but but you have, the facts as they're presented have to have precedence in your mind. That would be even better. Yeah. Than to say, because then you're going, well, fuck you. I'm, I'm I, I, me as the obstinate kind of, uh, you know, anti-authoritarian kind of guy. That's that would make me go. Oh, I'm going to base this all on my feelings now. Just like when you were a kid. Wrap, <laughs> bring it back around. Uh, <laughs> that's called the callback. Thank yeah. you very much. Uh, if you want us to, if you want to contact us and want us to talk about a certain subject that we haven't brought up, you can email us. It's rooster at bread and or crow at bread and um, or, or you can get us on the Facebook page. That's where we would love to have your feedback on topics you'd like to see. Uh, or was I being a dick at this uh, funeral or not? So, or just in general. Well, yeah, but we all know the answer to that. See you, bye.